I'm Tommy Salmons. This is Year Zero. I'm here with my boy, fellow truck driver, Quincy Johnson. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. What's good, everybody? How's everybody doing? Hope you're feeling good, feeling blessed and unstressed. Let's get it, man. Good to be on. Thank you for having me on, brother. Oh, man, thanks for coming on, especially on such short notice. I just messaged you uh, today about this. I was like, man, I've been wanting to talk to you for a couple of weeks. Let's get this going. Oh. Yes, sir. Oh, shit, man. I fell on so behind on fucking trying to schedule fucking interviews. I need to start sending people uh, interview requests a week ahead of time. I really do. I promise I'm going to do that. It's all good, man. Lord have mercy. It is a. Like but, that, I'm, 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 I'm jealous of you. You dedicated with your easy truck spots and everything. I'm over here in this virtual shit show in Rapone, California. Lord have mercy. I haven't been there in a few years, man. I, I, you ain't I ain't missing shit at all. You ain't oh, missing shit. shit, dude. I do miss hey. the road, man. When the hurricane came through, because, uh, our house was like right on the edge of the hurricane that came through. Mm. I, I went and picked up my wife and uh, my dogs, and they were riding with me uh, for for about a week. And my wife, last time she rode with me, I was still OTR, and that was right after Harvey. Well, then this time she came out with me. She's like, "Man, don't you get bored with this shit?" I was like, "Yeah, baby, but I did this so I could be home every weekend with your ass, so you can boom." Think- <laughs> so, Boom. So, I, you know, I'll be you know, it's like it is it is it is rare. I mean hella rare that I get that I get bored. I mean I got I got I got the Sirius XM, I got uh Audible, I got Amazon Music, I got podcasts, I just found out about that um that uh book app um 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 Audible. That shit is amazing. So yeah, I mean I don't like it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I don't like it when bad shit happens, but who the hell does? Yeah. Yeah, no, I just get bored because I see the same shit every fucking day. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, right, I'm not, I hear you. I'm not, going up to, I'm not going up to Wisconsin anymore or going over to Pennsylvania anymore, you know? So it's like, all right, yeah, the same route. You know Same route I'm you on. Know what? I can't even front, man. There's some areas of Pennsylvania – that are not too shabby at all. Like I still wouldn't, still wouldn't live there. Believe it or not, there's actually a bunch of Trump signs in freaking Pennsylvania on that freaking turnpike. There's, there, like, there's a bunch. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I have yet to see one Biden Harris billboard, even in Mother California. I haven't I seen it. one billboard yet. <laughs> You ain't seeing none of that shit down here. <laughs> no, for real, yeah, yeah, for real, right, yeah. And here's the thing: a lot of a lot of people don't know this. Between Stockton, Bakersfield, and L.A. on the I five or or like ninety nine, yeah. man, that is solid, solid Trump country or just solid red. You know what I'm saying? Like you will see big ass billboards in somebody's uh on somebody's farm, make America great again, or. Trump pants or Trump bumper stickers and whatnot. Again, haven't seen one Biden Harris uh, bumper sticker. I see a few uh, Obama uh, stickers from 08 from 08 in 2012, but yeah, I haven't seen one fucking Biden Harris sticker at all. And I was let's see, I've been in San Diego, 
National City, Modesto, Stockton, Repton. I'm going over to Hayward tomorrow, which is like right by um, San Fran. Then I'm picking up in West Sacramento, uh, coming across uh, I-80. So fingers crossed that damn that damn uh, winter bullshit is done up there in Wyoming. Cause, eesh. You know they always sent me, man. Every time I when I was OTR, man. Every every fucking year, they sent me up ninety out of out of Chicago, up into uh, upstate New York, and coming around like uh, up there through Erie. God damn, I hated that shit. You know what? I gotta be honest with you. Upstate New York, in particular, uh, the Utica area, I don't mind it. Uh, um, I got a homie up there in 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 Utica, so there's a there's a rest area about ten miles away. I parked the truck over there, come through, scoop me up. I like Utica. If it wasn't in New York State, I would consider living there. But you're in New York State, them high taxes. Utica is red than a motherfucker. I don't care what nobody say. I, I, I hung out there for, for a whole damn weekend. That shit red as hell. Same goes for freaking um, Rochester, Albany. Pretty much all of us say it's red. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. And don't even sell on the food. Jesus Christ. <laughs> food portions doesn't exist up there at all. <laughs> well, no, what I was talking about, though, is just the weather. There in Erie, okay. with that yeah. flowing right off the lake, man, you're coming right up 90, and you're right there, just a couple miles off. Everything's frozen. You got six foot snow banks on the side. You're driving 10 miles an hour. You can't exit because it's all covered in snow, so they ain't nowhere to go. True, true, true. Uh, that's true. What, and that's also, why, that's yeah. what I hate. And also, there's there's no chain laws, pretty much on the eastern side of the U.S. Right. So you pretty much either got a grand and bear it or park your ass for the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I've been lucky enough, every time I've been in the Northeast, uh, it hasn't been too damn bad. Most of my uh, most of my hiccups have been <clears throat> on the West Coast. Like, um, yeah, the accident I told you about, that was in uh, Missoula, uh, Montana. You know what I mean? And yeah. that was in the wintertime, but the weather, uh-oh, what you gonna do? Okay. Sorry, I'm looking at this dude. He almost took this dude's hood off. Um, but, yeah, like um, – so Every time you're on a podcast, there's something going on out there on the road. Man, dude, it's the truck size, baby. It's the truck <laughs> size. It's like, you know, there's a – I mean, I'm willing to admit, yeah, as much as I love truck driving, there's, there's, there's a few truck drivers that just shouldn't be behind the wheel at all. Like, you are a steering wheel holder and nothing more. Like, wow. Huh. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, look, I wanted I wanted to get you on because, like, one of the things that's been on my mind. And all right, so let me just explain, like, where I'm coming from. I grew up, I grew up in the South, and we were poor. We lived in government housing. I was never like taught to be racist, right? And right. so, like, whenever I started looking around and I see all these all these goddamn Ivy League fucking scholars screaming about racism, I'm like, you motherfuckers are projecting. Like, that's all it is. Y'all are racist, and you're worried everybody thinks the same way you are. But what it's come to be, man, it's like, if you have dark skin, 
and you you're you're not only expected to believe a certain way you're expected to vote a certain way it's almost like they think that you are their property man and like i wanted that's what i wanted to get you on about talk to you about that nailed it this guy gets it everybody tommy simon gets it um yeah there are quite a few people on both sides i'm uh, i'm holding both both sides feet to the fire democrats and republicans democrats think if you're black you're supposed to act a certain way think a certain way feel a certain way and if you don't do these things well it's obviously because you ain't black or you're a coon or some shit you know what i'm saying and as far as the republicans go they would have i i i fully believe they would have a lot more black people in their camp if they get over this bullshit of thinking that every black conservative dude is going to be like Herman Cain, rest in peace, or Ben Carson, or Alan West, or that, or that every, or that every black conservative woman is going to look like Candace Owens or Diamond and Silk. Stop that shit. Believe it or not, we are so, so, um, conservatives in a lot of areas. It's just that the Democrats have done a masterful job of convincing a lot of black people that if you don't vote Democrat, as bad as your life may suck down, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse. You know what I'm saying? They have done a masterful job. I've seen it firsthand, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. All I heard growing up was Democrat good, Republican bad. Yeah, uh, our city is on fire. Yeah, we know it sucks, but we guarantee if you vote Republican, it'll be a whole lot worse. Like, so what are my choices then? This yeah. Democrat or that Democrat? Like, a punch with the left hand or a punch with the right hand? Right. Like, come on now. Yeah, well, and a lot of times, like, uh, the Republicans – they won't even talk about race. Now, I, yeah, a lot of times these motherfuckers, they won't even talk about race. But, like, to be clear, like, the way I look at race, I look at it in a lot of the ways that the fucking Democrats or, or the left looks at gender. I look at it as a social construct. Like, it don't even fucking really mean anything. You know, nobody's taking into consideration that how many different shades of quote-unquote black or people of color are there. How many different individuals are there? How many different thought processes are there? How many different cities are there that these these people have lived in, and the areas they come from? You know, one of my one of my really good friends, he's a he's a black dude from fucking bumfuck country Mississippi, man. He certainly ain't got the same goddamn life experience as some motherfucker from inner city Baltimore. You know what I'm True saying? True. You, you know, know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Because I like to tell people all the time, black people are not a monolith. We just get treated as such. That's why it's such a shock when a black person does come out and say, well, no, I'm not a Democrat. Oh, my God. Did you hear what this guy said? The Democrats be like, oh, that guy's a coon. Don't listen to him, blah, 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 blah. He ain't nobody. And the Republicans will be like, oh, you're not a Democrat? Hey, come on in. Well, first, we have a litmus test for you. I guess that means that you love Thomas Sowell, you love Walter Williams, you love... Uh, stop. I don't even know who the fuck stop on both sides. I don't even know who the fuck you... 
what if a motherfucker don't even know who these people are? He just says, dude, I know I ain't I a goddamn Democrat. Like, yeah, why can't you dude, I'm like, you. I know I ain't no damn Democrat. Bruh, listen, that happens. I, I would show you, but it's on an old account that has been suspended and whatnot. Uh, where I've told people I'm not a Democrat, and I've had like hundreds of Republicans, hey, cool, man, I guess it means that you love Walter Williams. Like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know who Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell were until about three years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and no disrespect to them, it's just, I didn't know. You most know what I'm saying? People, most, people are, most people aren't interested in reading that shit. Most people Dang, just, I mean, it is, um, just don't give a shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, um, those two cats are definitely a deep dive. Like, you definitely want to have some uplifting music when you read their shit, cause um, it can put you to sleep. No, again, no disrespect to them or whatnot. Oh, but they're it's just smart. Like, they're smart as shit. Like, no doubt. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. smart, smart as fuck. Yeah. But reading their books, yeah, you need to have something uplifting like you better listen to it while you're driving or taking a jog or something if you're just sitting trying to read their book you might be sleeping an hour i don't know you know what i'm saying but it's just like you know both 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 parties have their preconceived notion about what a black person should look like and they get upset when said black person doesn't fit into their little box about what their vision of a black person should be like so it's just like, damn, like, can we just be ourselves? Can we just be individuals? Apparently not. Apparently, we're just supposed to, you know, shut the F up, go along and get along, be nameless faces, cogs in a wheel. No. No. Just, hell no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. You got me all the way effed up. No, thank you. Well, and, and just my experience with, with, like, the black people I've known in my life, they're they're similar to you, you know, like they're, they're hardworking guys. They fucking hold themselves up by their bootstraps, even though that's supposedly racist to say, but they fucking, Bruh, I'm, I'm tired of that dance. I'm tired of that statement, man. It's like people say, you know, cause like, first of all, shouldn't everybody be pulling themselves up by the bootstraps? But apparently it's only applied to us as if, as if we need the extra push. You know what I mean? Like, get the... Yeah, I'm just... I'm disappointed on both the sides. I'm saying, fuck the Democrats. Fuck the Republicans. I would say fuck the Libertarians, but they're doing a pretty good job of fucking themselves. <laughs> no disrespect to any of the Libertarians, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? Y'all will never get anywhere because your freaking, your freaking uh, Coupe de Gras seems to be White House or fuck you. It doesn't work like that, bro. You're gonna have to start. You're gonna have to start small, like you know, school board, city council, mayor, then become a senator in the state, dog then catcher. run a state for a couple of years. Yeah, dog catcher. Work your way up to governor, run a state for a couple of years, so that it can be done. Then go to the White House. But a lot of a, a, a lot of freaking libertarians are like, uh, if we don't get the White House and blah blah just like no man. Start here, get there, shout out the University of Phoenix. Also, there seems to be a bunch of libertarians who are having a constitutional circle jerk 
about who's the most libertarian. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ooh, Ron Paul. Oh, wait. Thomas Woods, hold up. Milton Freeman's in the building. Ah, ah, ah. I'm like, fam, fam, fam. It doesn't matter which one you like more. Can we all get on the same page and just say, we are libertarians and these other two groups suck? Can we at least do that? <laughs> Apparently not. Libertarians have a problem with messaging, right? Because they think... Yes, they do. <laughs> they, think, they think the way to message to Democrats and Republicans is to repeat Democrat and Republican talking points. But that's not a libertarian thing. Like you're not even no, you're not, you're not telling you're not telling anybody your principles or what you stand for. You sound just like the other guy. You know, like if you're gonna sound hey. just gonna echo that if you're just gonna echo their language, then why don't the people go get the real thing? They don't want they don't want uh yeah. they don't want the doctor uh Dr. Sam's cola. They want Dr. Pepper, motherfucker. I want Dr. Thunder. Bring yeah, me Dr. Thunder. That's what I could say. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. Like, they don't want Dr. Thunder. They want fucking Dr. Pepper, motherfucker. Ain't nobody going out. Have mercy. Nobody, nobody drinks Mr. Bib anymore, bitch. It's like you're thinking about, you know, Gorgonzola when it's clearly breed time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know that nobody's going to get that reference, but I am, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's it's uh, from, uh, there's something about Mary yeah. and everything. He's like, yeah, yeah man. You're <laughs> thinking about Gorgonzola when it's clearly breed time, baby. Like, I love Brie, Beyonce. Anyway, um, it's... um. The dude, the fucking shit is rigged. The shit is rigged, you know. And, and and I found that out during Obama's first term, because I actually actually bought into the bullshit. Yay, hope and change. Woo, we got a black man in the White House. Woo, Mr. Accomplice. And he got in, and the nigga ain't do shit. Yeah, yeah. It was like business as fucking usual. Yeah, it was like business as usual. Yeah, he's just. He, he, you know what? It's, it's like he, uh, he, it's like Thaddeus Russell. Thaddeus Russell had said one time, man, that motherfucker said that that uh, people want to like celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King, but they don't want to celebrate all these other black people because all these other black people were were fucking criminals and this that and the other. Well, Dr. King was just he was just a wasp in blackface. He was just another white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh fuck, boogie, that hurt. Sorry. <laughs> like I told you the motherfucking play with me, bitch. <laughs> hey, he's Lord been over here on my hand this whole time, man. <laughs> mm, it's worse for dinner. Ah. You know what? I'll be honest with you, like I actually heard um heard something and I verified it. I can't remember the lady's name, but apparently there was a a black woman before Rosa Parks, yeah. who sat in the in the white section of the bus, but she wasn't propped up because um, she was pregnant and unwed, which at that time was a big taboo about oh, it. Yeah. So not a lot of people knew about her and everything. But I I uh, read her story, just like oh shit, you know, just saying in correlation to what I you said I heard earlier. Brian, I heard Brian talking about that. Yeah, it's yeah. like there, there's there's been a whole lot of people in the movement, or whatever that 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 I, that I didn't get uh, pumped up, 
because of their their image or their appearance or their brand, whatever. And I'm just like, man, listen, bro, I don't give a damn who says it. If the message is good, I could care less about the messenger. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like I've gotten solid advice from homeless dudes before. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm just like, I am, I am not about to judge a book by its cover at all. And that seems to be the problem for a lot of people out here. It's like you give some good advice, and their first instance is to attack the messenger instead of listening to the message. Like, what part of the game is that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, man, I've always had a problem with this whole uh, – you know, I was attracted – like before I started finding my own like kind of ideology and the kind of the way I really like thought about things and taking care of my own business, I was, I was really attracted to Republicans and conservatives because I didn't like the entire like idea of collectivism and like, we're all one unit. Like I hated that. I'm like, no man, I act on my own behalf. Like I'm not responsible for you. I'm not responsible for what somebody 500 years ago did. Like, this this just doesn't appeal to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I owe you an apology for like half a second. I thought you was gonna say I was attracted to uh to a uh, black girl. Something like <laughs> my bad, <laughs> my bad, bro. I'm sorry. I thought you were gonna say, is he about to admit that you like black women, which is cool, whatever. But you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's like my wife is uh, South African, I, but she's a white South African, so. Africana, okay. Yeah. Which, hey, it blew my mind to find out that um, the fuck, the Charlie Stern. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, what the? I, I see her face. Yeah, she's she's South African. Yeah, wow. Right so is Elon Musk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that explains the bullshit name, I guess. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's like both sides, you know what I'm saying? They have this little this little box about how black people should be. And I'm just like, no, man, we are more than that. Yes. We are more than that. It's like just saying that you're black doesn't mean that we're automatically this, or automatically that. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. It's like, yeah, I am black. I'm a black man. I fucking love being a black man. There are some things that I do that, according to society, a black man shouldn't be doing, you know? But who the fuck are them to tell me how to live my life? So, yeah, uh, I listen to, you know, bluegrass music. Yeah, I listen to motherfucking polka. Love that shit, you know what I'm saying? Anybody got a problem with it, fucking see me at the truck stop, whatever. You know, like, go, go ahead with that. It's like, how the hell... How the hell are you going to get mad at me because I don't fit into your box about what you think I should be? Get out of here. Yeah, no doubt, man. That, that's for real because, we're like I said, we're individuals, man. And I, that was the one thing about Democrats that always turned me off because they always don't want to make – they want to make not only, like, the black people into a monolith. They want to turn the entirety of society into a monolith. And it's like, no, 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 no. I have different needs. I have different, like, responsibilities. I have different thoughts, dreams, feelings. Like, it's all different. So I was I was automatically attracted to the more conservative message 
And it wasn't until I really started digging into shit that I actually was like moved away. Now I've gone like full, full like anarchist agorist, you know, like way off in the left field, man. All my, all my people think I'm crazy now. Bruh, she about to fuck you up if you don't play with her for like 30 seconds, dog. She, <laughs> she about to fuck you up. She I see the fucker like, like look, motherfucker, I'm going to make life very uncomfortable for you if you don't rub my goddamn belly right now. Lord have mercy. And you know what? You're, I, I get it. I spent 10 years in, in Austin, okay? Um, I've, I've lived I lived all across Texas in some red areas and blue areas. Mm-hmm. I will say this, at least as far as Democrats versus Republicans, at least the Republicans will listen. At least they'll hear you out. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had many conversations (laughs) with Republicans in Texas, Colorado, all around, and they'd be like, well, I don't agree with it. But you do make a damn good sandwich, so we're all good. Whatever, whatever. Democrats, on the other hand, the minute that you just disagree with them or even dare to raise your voice, they don't want to hear anything you got to say. Racist, sexist, whatever ism or phobic they can throw at you, they're going to throw at you. You know what I'm saying? And definitely in Austin and in Boulder, Colorado, which – I could spend three hours talking about border Colorado, man. Like I, I lived there for about six months, and let me tell you something, bro. It is not the all-inclusive lovey-dovey they would have you to believe, okay? Because yeah. I, I'd have about fifty bucks if I had a dollar for every time somebody introduced me as their black friend, and I used to check them on that shit. Every single fucking time, like, yo, don't do that. You know my name, bro. Like, I've been inside your house. Like, call me by my name, okay? Like, I'm more than your black friend. Like, come on, dog. What the hell are you doing? And it wasn't and it even the college students. These were the so-called adults in, in, in the building. It was them acting like assholes. The, the freaking college kids, I see you. I got, I got number of love, honor, and respect for them. You know what I'm saying? They showed me love. I showed them love. The freaking uh, the girls are weapons grade hot. Just Jesus. So another story. But anyway, <laughs> it's just it's 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 just wild how freaking Democrats say they're all for tolerance and being inclusive until you say something that they don't agree with. Then you're their enemy. Like I've I've seen politics break up way too many friendships relationships, families, and just like, you're doing exactly what they want you to do, people. What the fuck, man? Why? Why? Just don't give these bastards the satisfaction. Don't do it. Well, and that's something that I've heard you talk about a lot lately, man, and I really appreciate it, is like, you don't you don't even like to get into the politics because you what you're doing is you're going on like Pete's podcast, you're going on a hotel and you're and you're just talking about personal responsibility and taking care of your own shit and i know you were telling pete a while back you were looking at buying some property and i think you i think you tweeted that you decided on a location right south dakota south, south dakota, dakota wins that's what i thought yeah 
So, mm-hmm. like, let's talk about, like, what your future is looking like. What are you doing now from the future on? Because you're driving truck, you're getting your shit together. You've been driving truck for a while. It helped you get your life together. Where are you going from here? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Okay. Well, first off, let me speak on the personal responsibility a little bit. Because if you have personal responsibility, literally everything else will fall into place. It may take a minute. But eventually we're getting a place because you are taking accountability and responsibility for your actions. I used to be one of them cats that will blame others for situations I put myself into. And it finally got to the point just like, the fuck are you doing, dog? You're a grown-ass man blaming other people for stuff that you're doing. Stop! You know what I'm saying? So it's like once I started going on my path for personal responsibility, everything else is uh, clicked in a place. Now, granted, are there, are, there, are there bad days? Yeah, everybody has bad days. Nobody's perfect. You know, like, um, I don't know if you saw my post. I, I fucking snapped off the handle of my damn trailer latch. You know what I'm saying? You know the one where, like, you got you to gotta flip it and then twist it to open up the door and then yeah. you put it in the hole in the trailer and then flip it around? Yeah. Well, I I was in uh, Pasadena yesterday, yesterday morning, trying to freaking um, close the door, but the street was at like a weird angle and whatnot, was pushed up the back of the trailer, and my bum ass like, man, yeah, yeah, my bum ass like, man, I I just freaking put some elbow grease into it and put it in there, and and boom, snapped that bitch smooth off, dude. Oh, fuck. We're talking two inches of solid metal. I'm yeah. just like, how is that even possible? Just <laughs> this is solid steel. Like what the? All right. Oh, that so, well, that, that explains your Superman pictures in the mirror last night. Man, listen, <laughs> listen. Only by the grace of God was I still able, like, luckily it happened on the driver's side door, you know what I'm saying? So I had to pass the door to, like, to keep it flushed. Yeah. But I, I, had to put on, I had to put on some gloves and whatnot because the hook piece was still there. So I had to, like, put the gloves on, like, working around to where I could get it closed properly and whatnot, up top, up top and up bottom and everything, man. Um, where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? I don't know. I thought I threw you off with the personal selfie. Sorry. Okay, we were talking personal responsibility. I dig that. Oh, we oh, still have a bad day. The, still have a bad day. The future. The future. The future. Okay, here is my plan right now. Um, it is September the ninth. I'm going to live in the truck until at least my birthday uh, next year. Uh, in March, just stacking up money, uh, buying precious metals like silver, maybe gold. If I get enough silver to trade for gold, uh, I'm gonna finally hop on this Bitcoin flex, but not too much because I still don't understand it fully. But I'm making enough to where I, you know, I can, you know, I can wager a couple hundred bucks or something like that. And then come March in the springtime, once it starts thawing out and everything. I'm going to be looking at uh, some land in um, uh, South Dakota. I was thinking a house, but I was like, wait a minute. Do I really need a 3-2 or 4-1? Nah, I can just put a, a park model 
RV. I don't know if you know what what those are. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can just put a park model uh, RV. Put up my own little personal windmill and everything, some solar panels, and be as sufficient and off the grid as possible. I'm looking for at least um, for at least five acres. Uh, that way, I can either grow something myself or rent the land to somebody that wants to grow. And but I look here, man. You take you know um, uh, uh, eighty percent. I take twenty plus you know uh, uh, whatever maybe five pounds or 10 pounds of whatever you grow and yeah. whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Um, I picked South Dakota over Texas simply because, well, one, there's way less people in South Dakota. Um, two, the property taxes are way lower than Texas. It's like, yeah, Texas doesn't have state income tax, but them property taxes are going to bang you over the head yeah. big time. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's funny that the counties with the lowest property taxes are all near big cities and shit. I'm just like, come on, man. You ironic motherfuckers. Um, well, I, got low, are, I, I got low property taxes, but we deal with hurricanes, so. <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. You know what? Um, you say, you say you, you know, you know, Boma, you haven't been, you're not living in Vider, are you? No, no, I live on the I, okay. live on the I live on the Louisiana side of Vider. Okay. Yeah. Man, I've been through that town. Fuck that place. Lord that, have that, mercy. Hey, that, that place used to go around advertising it was a sundown town. Yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. For those that don't know, Vider, Texas is a town that's been uh like straight up just pro-white, we hate black people for decades, at least since the 80s. Mm -hmm. No black person has lasted over a month there. There was one dude in the mid-90s, I want to say he lasted like 28 days or something, and they dead-ass burned a cross in his front yard every damn night. But he, stood, he, he took it for as long as he could, but in a cruel fate of irony, when he left, the day that he left and moved back to his town, he gets killed by a black guy. I'm just like, God damn it, come on. Come on. I well, Vider, still... Vider is like uh Vider Vider and Jasper, I think, are the two worst. Yeah, towns. yeah. I'm I'm still believing that that black dude must have got paid by some agent to pull that shit off, man. Cause like you can't tell me that shit was organic. Like you can't tell me that after 27, 28 days of living in an all-white town, getting called nigger and God knows what else, having crosses burned in your yard, you go to leave, and the day you leave, you happen to run into the one black person who is with the bullshit, that just doesn't pass the smell test for me, you know. Yeah. Jasper too. Fuck Jasper. I, I haven't been to Jasper, but I've been through Vider, um, coming out of Beaumont, and I'm just like, I'm not stopping for shit. Hell no. I yeah. like, I fucking feel, I fucking filled up in Pasadena, you know, with fuel, and just like, nope. Mm -mm, I'm oh, in Baytown. Yeah, in Baytown. Bay yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 
Baytown, Baytown, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like an hour and a half from my house. Yeah, so like you know, that, you know where that you know where that flying J is on uh, in 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 Orange, right before you get to the border, the Louisiana yeah. border. I live yeah. like I live four miles from there. Okay, well next yeah, time I'm down there, that's where I park I'm my car. At you. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We got extra beds you know too. You can actually Sweet, get out man. Here. Good night's sleep and a fucking home cooked meal. You come over by my place. Man, listen, you had me a home cooked meal, bro. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? For real, man. Like, th that's actually been the one, one of the few good things about this whole COVID when it first started. Traffic was non existent. I made it through Houston from Katy oh. to, uh, to Baytown in 20 minutes. It was like At a five o'clock. It was freaky. Bruh, I hit Katy. At literally five o'clock, at I went to five nineteen, I went to I'm high school Katie. I went to high school in Katy, man. It was freaky driving through that motherfucking place. <laughs> what year? I uh, graduated in ninety-seven, May Creek. So that means you started in ninety-four. Yeah, yeah, around there. Okay, yeah. never mind. I was already kicked out of Houston by the end. Uh, <laughs> I um. I went to uh to Sharpstown High School. I don't know if you ever heard of that place. Yeah, I know Sharpstown. Yeah, um, I got into a fight with the assistant principal there back in fucking '93, and you. I got kicked. You ain't aggressive at all, Bruh, I got kicked out of the entire Houston Independent School District behind that, <laughs> Bruh, We we beat the shit out of each other. I still maintain. If he hadn't did what he did, I wouldn't have did what I did. Okay, <laughs> I was in, I was in, uh, uh, in school suspension. You know where they keep me in the one room all day. Hot. Well, at the time, yeah, right, yeah, six weeks over here, dog. Well, at that time, my mother was uh, in the hospital. She was getting both her legs amputated because of the smoking and diabetes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I had to work at night to cover the rent and shit, right? So, yeah, I was tired. Damn it, leave me alone. So I fell asleep, you know what I'm saying? Here comes the assistant principal, who's also uh, the um, the assistant football coach. Big old swole motherfucker. Hey, Johnson, got to wake up, man. Pussing on my soda. Got to wake up like, hey, coach, come on, man. I'm tired, man. I did eight hours last night, man. Relax, man. Relax. Come on, dude. All right, man, but you still got to wake up. Right about three more times today, he just comes over Slash me in the back of the head. Damn it, I said wake up, Johnson. Mother I grabbed one of them old school metal trash cans, you know, the little circular ones. Yeah. And, and bounced that shit off his forehead. Okay. And uh yeah. After that, it was I mean, it, it was it was about a good 10, 15 minute fight. Cause back then I was I, I ain't gonna lie, I was in my prom, five ten, two twenty. I was ripped, doing a thousand crunches every day, and he was about, you know, six one two fifty. Like I said, we beat the. Anybody ask me who won? Man, it was a draw. Okay. And nobody wins in that the, scenario. <laughs> right. Like I said, he fucked me up the same way I fucked him up. Like I put him through a door, he threw me through a window. Both of us were fucking cut. Bloody, tired, you know. It's crazy because, like, it's 2020. That fight is still getting talked about because he's now the principal 
all my homies, some of them got kids that go there now. Every once in a while, I was like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, man, uh, we heard some dude with your ass back in the 90s. No, man, he ain't win. What happened was, was like, dude, shut up. Like, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know damn well I hurt you as same as you hurt me. Relax, man. So, you um, know damn well you two motherfuckers be having a beer together today. You know what? Today, yes, I'm not. I mean, I'm not still holding <laughs> a grudge. About it. Laughing about exactly, it. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not still holding a grudge from '93. Like I heard that. That was '93, bro. I was right? 17. That's damn near 30 years ago. You know, it's, it's cool with it. You know, so yeah, I probably would have a beer with him now. But I, but I remember uh, playing Katie in '92, and I remember my thought the whole game. The fuck kind of drugs are these motherfuckers on, man? Four fair motherfuckers how, out of Katie, man. <laughs> bruh, how the fuck the JV squad averaging six two two thirty? Right, That's JV. They're monsters, JV. man. <laughs> bruh, they beat the shit out of us, fifty nine to ten, bro. They my, beat the fuck out of us, dog. My, God my, damn. My high school was was the team they practiced on all year, man. Fucking made. <laughs> They just beat the shit out of us year-round, man, all year long. And, bro, this is 92 before all the CTE rules and yeah. the helmet stuff well, where you, can still, where you can still target a motherfucker and launch and whatnot and use your helmet as a weapon. <laughs> we, were, back we were in pain. Back then, what they were doing is they were uh, – what they would do is they would send their assistant coaches out to junior highs and middle schools all around Texas and find the biggest, baddest motherfuckers, and they would recruit them, and they would help the parents fucking move the kid to Katy, to the Katy Independent School District, and fucking put them on the team. I don't know if they still you know do it, but I know they, that, that's what they used to do. That doesn't surprise me one bit, man, because I remember coming up the field. And all of them motherfuckers man. were wide enough to glow in the dark, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All big white corn fed motherfuckers. I remember coming out to come out the field like yo coach, man. I think these motherfuckers on steroids, dog. Like, what the fuck? Like, this shit. How motherfucker 15, 6 1, 2 30 at 15 and built like a brick shit house. I mean that mother dude, like honestly, that motherfucker called me right here, okay, with his with the crown of his helmet. I was running up the ball, he just said <gasps> got the wind knocked out of me. That was just like, good lord, you motherfucker. Uh, I was pissed, man. Like, there's some big boys out there in Katie, dog. Son of a bitch. Like, 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 seriously, like, seriously, talk. I would, I would have loved to see 1992 Katie. Versus either 1992 or Des or Midland, because that would have been a fucking battle. Yeah, that would have been a fucking game. Yeah, no doubt. I think, uh, I think, what was it, two years ago, Katie won the, uh, Katie won state. Like, there's still bad motherfuckers out of, coming out of there. Bruh, Katie, South Lake Carroll, you know, Dessa Midland, which, what was that, uh, uh what was that uh, redheaded dude that used to play for – I think he played for Cincinnati for a while. Andy Dalton? Yeah, Dalton. Yeah, he was from Katy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they put out some bad motherfuckers up from that school. 
Screw that, man. I mean, nothing from uh, from uh, Sharp Sound, but yeah, Katie, Katie had it going on though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, man. But it's like he's you no know, like the whole thing with South Dakota is just you know uh, I get I get more uh, bank for my buck there. I mean, I like Texas. I, I love that whole uh, 287 drive from Fort Worth to Amarillo to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love going through those small towns. For me personally, I'm tired of living in towns, even small towns. I wanna I wanna look out my front door and see nothing but, you know, land and air and opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I wanna I'll, be I'll, able to I'll send you, I'm gonna send you some pictures uh, of my property. Okay. Once it gets and, cleaned up. Once it gets cleaned up, that hurricane kind of fucked my uh, it fucked my barn up a little bit, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got a barn, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm it's... on uh, I'm on like eight and a half acres. I got a, I got a pond in the back, and I'm about eight hundred feet off of the damn highway. I got about yeah, an acre I'm, of driveway. I'm, I'm fucking jealous of you, dog, because uh, that's exactly what I'm what I'm looking for. Like I'm looking for at least at least five acres. Uh, something where like I'm not required to hook up to the grid if I don't have to. Yeah. Like if I can find somewhere that has well water, you know what I'm saying, and I could um do it like that, I'm quite alright with that. You know what I mean? Once you once you get your joint, man, with, like you plan on uh, continuing to drive truck, you're gonna start training. I know you've been I know you've been big on like uh, recruiting guys, man, and really trying to help help guys out. And finding their place and shit like that, which I find really respectful. And so, are you gonna are you gonna keep working in the trucking industry, or are you gonna? Look oh yeah, 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 brother. I I really can't see myself doing anything else besides being a truck driver until the day I retire. This this industry literally saved my life, bro. I was out there doing bad shit before I was a truck driver, dog. Talk Just, about some of that a little bit. What you recovered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. I was a hard worker. Nobody can ever truthfully accuse me of being lazy. They can say it, but they'd be a lying motherfucker. I am a hard worker. It's just that back then, I didn't do anything past the hard work. I spent my money as soon as I made it. It's like, cool, I made, you know, uh, 600 bucks this month. I'm spending that shit on some weed, some liquor, some porn, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, you know, I was, I was living foul. Plus, you know, like I said, you know, every once in a while, um, a friend would ask me to do something for them, and I did. And, you know, it was, there were, there were some good times, but there was also some bad times. And I'm just like, there's got to be more to life than this. Because even then, I'm just like, you're 30. And all you have to show for it is a motherfucking uh, toothbrush. Uh, a 40 ounce and a sizable porno collection. There's got to be more to life than this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when I hit 38, I had this opportunity to become a um, a truck driver, and I'm just like, look, dog, you you better take this shit serious. Like, I don't know if you know who uh, Michael Brown is. He yeah. was uh, the you do. Yeah. Okay, you know the whole brownie, brownie. You're doing a freaking heck of a job. Yeah, yeah. That guy. 
Uh, he was very instrumental to me becoming a truck driver. Him and um, Charles Payne. I don't know if oh, you wow. know who Charles Payne is. I've heard Do the you? name. I can't place it, though. Okay. Charles Payne is on Fox Business, not Fox News. Yeah. And I, I remember... I, 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 yeah. yeah. Black dude from Harlem. And uh, I remember him and his guests just damn this screaming about how America needs truck drivers. There's money in it, but you got to pass a drug test. And I remember sitting there, my friend Scouts is like, I motherfucker, okay, okay. I'll fucking look into it. Leave me alone, dog. I'm pretty high right now. You know what I'm saying? Because like, at the time, I, I followed him too and everything. And about maybe a month later, I called him the Michael Brown show. He follows me on Twitter. What up, Brownie? Um, I called into his radio show. I was in Round Rock, actually, Round Rock, Texas. Yeah. Sitting on the back porch, and then, this guy looks like an Indian Mitt Romney. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm 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 sitting in the backyard smoking my shit, and he's like, "Hey, is this uh Quincy Lowe's BBWs from Twitter?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, what "The hell are you doing in Texas?" I'm like, man. Trying to save up money so I can come back to Colorado and go to freaking truck driving school. So he puts me on hold so we can talk during the break, but I can still hear the show in real time, right? And like the next caller was like, hey man, I must have tuned in at the right time because uh, I heard it in a guy's voice. He really wants to be a truck driver. My name is Mike. I own a truck driving school in Colorado. You tell him if you can find a way up here, we'll pay for his training. And give him and and uh, find him a job as a truck driver, and my immediate thought was, the fuck is in this weed, dog? I didn't hear that shit. I'm high, man. That shit didn't pop off like that. But it happen. did. Yeah, the shit happened, man. He gave me his number, and like and I always say this, I went to sleep that night like, yo, this better not be some type of lucid dream. Some like really deep dive dream. Don't be trying to. Yeah, take yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I swear to God, if I wake up tomorrow and I still got a park cars and wash dishes, I'm gonna burn this seat to the fucking ground and not give a damn who gets in my way. So I woke up the next morning, called the dude. Still real, you know what I'm saying? That Friday, I was on uh, Michael Brown's radio show. Um, that Tuesday, I was on a plane to Denver. Uh, in training, and it's been on and popping ever since. Well, yeah, man, and see, like that. I mean, that that's fucking that's pretty phenomenal. And 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 the reason I wanted you to talk about that for a second is because, like, my cousin, he's a young guy, man, and he he lost his dad at a really young age. He was like six, seven years old. He lost his dad. His man. dad died. He didn't. And and his mom, she was all fucked up on drugs, so she was out of the picture. He goes and lives with my grandparents. Well, look, it was about four years ago, my grandpa died. And he had already had a little bit of problem with drugs. But when my grandpa died, he really fucking, he went off the deep end. And, you know, he's been contacting me. And I'm like, look, man, I want to give you advice, but you're going to have to help yourself for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in a situation for you to, bring me down with you you can't do that you know i i've i've, I've busted my, my entire life just to fucking keep my head above water like you're gonna you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to prove to me that you're serious about this 
you know? And so I think that like when people like in our, of our ilk are telling these stories, like it's important because, you know, I can tell him all day long, but if he hears a story coming from you, he's like, all right, man, it's not only possible for one person. We got two people here that have done like similar things and dug themselves out of holes and fucking, you know, repaired their lives and like made a difference. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, I'm putting put like this here for you, your cousin, anybody else who wants to listen. It is never too late to unfuck yourself, ever. It is never too late to unfuck yourself. I'm 44. I didn't unfuck myself till I was 38 years old. Okay, because I remember, um, actually 39. Actually, if I want to be honest about it, 39. Because uh, I remember on my 39th birthday, I was in. Uh, OKC at a truck stop and my trainer was just like, hey man, look here, bro. Um, this is my hometown, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going home. I'm gonna see you in three days. Walk my dog. I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, cause this still, I mean, even though I wasn't driving, I was still making 500 bucks a week for training and I'm doing better than I was and whatnot. Because I, cause I, cause I remember you know, the second time I had to leave Colorado with my tail between my legs because I didn't plan. And as we all know, if you plan to fail, you know, how's that thing go? No, you if to you fail to plan, plan on failing. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, I I I I went to Colorado twice with no plan, just flying by the seat of my pants. And it was fun. I had some definitely good times. Shout out to them two lesbians that made out in front of me at the bus stop. Appreciate you. But, you know, I didn't have anything past that. And I remember the the, the second time, the big homie, who, by the way, like I said, you and them could be twins. Definite twins. Um, he dropped me off at the Greyhound in Colorado Springs. I looked at him. He looked at me. We both started laughing. He was just like, when these days your black ass to get this shit right, cause uh, I don't want to, I don't want to have to uh, have to drop me to another bus station in ten years, man. Like get get your shit together, you know. So it's like the bus ride from Colorado Springs to Austin. Um, in addition to leaving every bathroom stall I came across smoky as a motherfucker, I came up with 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 a plan. A five-year plan. The plan was simple. Focus on the money, fuck everything else. My plan was within five years to be either a welder or a truck driver, okay? Um, have a car in in, uh, in uh, my name and have at least, you know, um, uh, $10,000 um, $10, uh, in the bank. And I did all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I basically had to cut off pretty much everybody from my past and everything because they were some of my biggest haters and detractors and whatnot. It's funny. They call yourself a friend and everything, but the minute you say you want to be responsible for your actions and make something of yourself, all of a sudden, you're bougie. You think you better than me. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bruh, I got that shit. I, I swear to God, I did. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean... I don't think I'm better want, than you. I think I'm trying to be good for myself. 
for real, man. So it's like, tell your cousin, holler at me if, he, if he's on social media, or if you want, I can give you my number. He can hit me up. You know what I'm saying? If he if he's clean and sober, I can have a, I can have a, uh, his ass in the truck in a month. And that goes for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm on my third person now that I've helped to get into the truck driver industry. If you're watching this and you don't know what to do with your future, you don't know where to go, you need some direction, and you know, you're okay with being away from your family for a minute, man, come get your ass on the truck, okay? Uh, the money is good. You're not gonna be micromanaged too much. If you love to travel, baby, this is the job for you. And you can still travel, work hard, and everything, and still have a whole lot of fun out here. Best believe, okay? Well, and also, like, one thing I'd add to that, if you're trying to get your life together, truck driving ain't a bad way to do it because it gets you away from all the bad influence. It, it Indeed. Gets, it gets you, it separates you from the bad shit. It kind of puts you in your own little world, and you ain't got time to worry about all that other bullshit. Yes, sir. Also, it made me realize that with, uh, oh, Truck driving made me realize that, and this is going to piss some people off, but, oh, well, cry to your mama. Um, trucking made me realize that America is not as racist as the media portrays it to be. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist because it definitely does. It definitely does. Okay? Racism exists. Does, do I let it affect me or stop my hustle? Hell no. Uh, truck driving is a white male dominated industry by far and large. If it was as racist as the media makes it out to be, I could not be a successful truck driver because I'd have, you know, uh, too many folks uh, stopping me, you know what I'm saying, from, um, from being a damn truck driver and whatnot. So I'm just like I don't want to hear it, you know. Like don't 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 freaking don't freaking tell me that um that you know that, that you can't be successful in this country because of racism. Because I'm just gonna look at you funny, you know. what I'm saying like nah, bro. Every day in real life and on social media, black folk are showing the whole world, left and right, that you can be black in America and still be successful. You know what I'm saying? So yep. if you're going to sit there and tell me you ain't making it because of uh, racism or oppression or, God forbid, slavery, like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> so, dog, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I've seen quite a few people in America, well, quite, quite a few black folk who are blaming their ills on slavery. Nigga, you ain't ever been a slave? The fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? You ain't. Anybody whipping you? Anybody making you pick in the field? Like everything you do, for the most part, is voluntary. So how the fuck are you gonna blame slavery for your issues? It's 2020, dog. You ever? It's like, uh, I. You I'm just that? saying. It's like, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask if you remember about that video that went viral a couple of years ago. That 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 those uh, college kids, that black college kid sitting on the couch with his buddies, saying the most racist shit he ever experienced was. When he was in elementary school, they brought him out to a cotton field and had him picking cotton and singing songs. 
You remember that? I have I have not seen that. What I'm the gonna fuck? find that for I'm gonna find that for you. That shit's funny as fuck. That dude is fucking what the high. Fuck? That dude's high as a kite. And he's like, he's talking about, he's like, yeah, I li- I grew up in Alabama. And he goes, we went on a field trip. My mom signed the fucking paper saying I could go on the field trip. And what they did is they brought us out to a cotton field. And they had us all walking around that cotton field, picking cotton, putting it on bags, singing fucking songs. And he goes, I was like, I saw that everybody was having to give their fucking bag of cotton to the to the teacher before they got on the bus. So I started taking handfuls of fucking raw cotton and shoving it in my pockets. So when I got home that evening, my mom wanted to do the laundry. She saw this raw cotton pulling it out of my pants. Was like, what the fuck is this cotton? And so he told her what had happened. And she went up to the school and was fucking like yelling and screaming at the fucking uh the principal is shit, man. The fucking the video though, the way he tells that fucking story, dude. It is one of the the way he tells it. You will die, cause that motherfucker is like that's the most racist shit I ever experienced in my life. Okay, first of all, did it not say on the permission slip where they were going and what they were doing? Why did the parents sign us in the first damn place? You know what I'm saying? So you just. Randomly signing shit for your kid and not knowing what the fuck it is? That's the first red flag. If I ever have kids and they want to go to school anything, I'm reading all that shit, bro. The large print, fine print, find out what the hell is going on. Like, that's crazy, B. That's fucking nuts, that absolutely dude. crazy. Second I'm gonna, of all, I'm going um, to send you that video. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'm going to find it as soon as we're done here. I'm going to send it to you. That's, that's, that's Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking nuts. But it's it's funny to hear him tell the fucking story, and that's why I'm true laughing. That, true that. Because true he, that. the way he's expressing it is hilarious. But at the same time, you're like, that, that shit can't really happen. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that's For like real, some man. Like, come on, bro. Shit, man. Seriously, like, what the shit? <laughs> First of all, um, like, did he say how old he was on his field trip or what? He was in elementary school. And when okay, he told, okay. So probably he told under, the story under 10 years old. Yeah, he was, it sounded like, to me, he sounded like he was about like seven, eight years old. Like, that's kind of okay, the okay. idea I All got. Right. You know? All right, so seven, he eight, he didn't, he didn't have any idea about it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know what was going on. Like I said, he just saw that they were having to turn in their bags of cotton. And he was like, fuck this. I spent all day fucking picking this shit. So he started shoving it in his pants pocket. That's the only way his mom found out about it is because he had raw cotton in his fucking pants. And see, if this story is real, if it's real. Which I don't know if it is. Like I said. Exactly. If it is, if it is, I'm putting all the blame on the mother. Like, you signed the fucking permission slip. You're going to sit there and tell me they didn't have one word about what they would be doing, about nothing or nothing. You didn't see the word plantation anywhere in the fucking permission slip, which, side note, uh, I would never live anywhere that has the word plantation in it or lynch. Like, oh, I would never right. say Lynchburg, Tennessee or Lynchburg, uh, West Virginia. Uh, I don't drink Jack Daniels because they're from Lynchburg. Fuck all that. Uh, I have actually, in my travels, I've actually passed 
rest areas and truck stops because they had the word plantation in it. I'm like, yeah, nah, fuck it off. <laughs> nah, nah. I just park over here on the side of the road in the dirt, chill out, you know. <laughs> All right, well, we've come full circle. We come back to racism. I told you there was a story I wanted to share with you. Before we get off here, I want to talk to you about this. This shit's fucking crazy. Okay. University of Michigan in Dearborn put out a fucking, put out a thing the other day saying that they are going to have a non-people of color cafe where white people can sit around and talk about their grievances of modern society. And then they were going to have a... Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. The University, Please. The University of Michigan in Dearborn said that they were going to, to open up a cafe for non-people of color, white people, to sit around and talk about their grievances in modern culture. And then they were going to have a separate cafe for people of color to have uh, to sit around and talk about their grievances. So they're reintroducing segregation at the University of Michigan. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't call that segregation. Separation, yes. I would call that separation. I have no problem with separation. Segregation? No, no, no. But the difference is this isn't voluntary. This is this is a student. Actually, it is voluntary because are they forcing people to go into there or no? Well, no. This was part of their. This was part of the of their uh, curriculum. They they quickly took it down off their site. They quickly. So it was down. part of their it, curriculum. It up, that you had to go there. Yeah, it was up for like one day, and they pulled it all down. Okay, you know what? If if it was mandatory part of the curriculum, as in you have to go here, you won't graduate, yeah, that would be fucked up. If it was voluntary and organic, look, if a bunch of white people want to sit around and bitch and moan about their grievances, the fuck do I care? And if a bunch of, and yeah, yeah, and if a bunch of black people <laughs> want to sit around and bitch and moan about their grievances, the fuck do I care? Because it's voluntary and it's mandatory. The fact that, the fact that it was a school-sponsored event is what I yeah, was like. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah, 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 like, yeah. I was like, yeah. what the fuck are these people doing, man? If it's, if it's school-sponsored, <laughs> like, wow. First of all, um, white people, what fucking grievances do you have, motherfucker? <laughs> what grievances do you have? Oh, man. My credit score dropped from... 719 to 520. Shut up. What fucking grievance? You motherfuckers have been all over this world. Literally. Our like, only grievances are grievance. other white people, dude. My only grievance is other white people. Like, For I swear. Real? <laughs> like, I, have, I have never in my life, I have never in my life, I've lived in the ghetto. I've lived in public housing. I have never been in a fight with a black man before. I've been in a fight. Every fight I've ever been was another motherfucking white dude. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Grievances for white people. Like, what, are you mad because y'all didn't take enough the first time? I mean, what the, the fuck is going, is going on over here? 
Lord have mercy. Uh oh. <laughs> Super Trucker coming through. Super Trucker. Yeah. Jack off. Anywho. Sorry, it's this company. I'm not even going to put them on camera. They've got the prettiest trucks out here. But then I saw what they what they offer. I'm just like, yeah, okay, buddy. You know what? Talking about Enjoy FMC? that. Who? FMC? No, no, no. I will tell you off camera. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's 39 cents a mile to start oh, off. No, no, no. Here's the thing. The most you're ever going to make there is forty is 46 cents a mile. I'm like, dog, that's damn near 10 cents less than what I make now. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. Now, I'll admit, sexy trucks, sexy, sexy, sexy trucks. And it's reefer, but they don't do produce. All they haul is either currency or electronic stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, good-looking trucks, good-looking trucks. But that's all it is. But back to this whole white grieving stuff. <laughs> hey, guys. I ordered this um, linguine with clams, and I only caught 17 clams in it. It's supposed to be 19 clams in it. <laughs> Shut up. You know. Now, it's, it, now, again, if it, if it was just, you know, a booster club, or something non-school sponsored, I have no issue with that whatsoever. But because the state is involved, because it's the University of Michigan, yeah. which means it's a state school, yeah, and I, I've actually been to that campus, University of Michigan, because I'm born and raised in Detroit. I was actually born in Henry Ford Hospital in Dearborn, Michigan. I know exactly where that's at. I'm kind of surprised that Michigan would even pull some bullshit like that, to be honest with you. I'm a little, little bit surprised against that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the whole, like, again, segregation, bad. Separation, eh. Separation doesn't mean, like, we're never going to interact with each other. Right. Separation, it pretty much means, you know, at least, at least in my, at least in my interpretation, tribe, First, you right. take care of your own first, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like honestly, uh, uh, I'm gonna tell you, tell you a story if you don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Tell me. Um, I have hung out with varying types of pro-white people slash skinheads, which a lot of people don't know. The whole skinhead so uh, culture actually started in Jamaica with all the rude boys cutting their locks off, you know what I'm saying, so they wouldn't get in the way when they're fighting and whatnot. Then they migrated or immigrated over to Britain where the working class took over uh, the whole skinhead culture and turned it into what you see today. Now, there are what's called a SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, the piece. racial prejudice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually real good friends to this day, of uh, of of um, this husband and wife Sharpie team in Austin, Texas. Uh, they actually gave me a damn free tattoo because I did send them for them. You know what I'm saying? Cool people. It's like I, I I've hung out with Sharpies. Um, I've hung out with people who are pro white but not necessarily uh, anti-everybody else. And I've been around people who are 
pro-white and fuck everybody else. Those cats, it was telling you, let's look here, man. You don't like me, and I'm pretty sure I don't like you either. However, we're at a party, there's liquor, there's girls around. I don't know about you, I'm trying to get laid, okay? If me and you start fighting, our friends are going to start fighting, the party going to get turned out, ain't nobody going to get laid, okay? So, while you may not like me, can we at least agree that we both trying to get drunk and laid tonight, you know? And and I, I and these, these are the exact words that I said to him, he was just like, you know, you're pretty smart for a nigger. To which I responded, <laughs> to, to which I responded, no, to which I responded, you know what? You sound like your mother. Now let's go get a fucking drink, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he laughed, you know what I'm saying? And actually, later on that night, this, <laughs> this shit, I like telling this story because Almost nobody believes it, but I can call somebody that can verify that shit right here, right now. Um, I walked in. I got there early and because uh, I wanted to, you know, get some beer and shit. And they were taking donations for for the freaking two kegs that, that they had, right? Yeah. And um, not want to be that guy. I'm just like, look, I plan on getting fucked up like a soup sandwich. It's fucking 20 bucks. And the chick at the door was just like... Oh man, hey, thank you, hey. Drink what you can keep down. Challenge accepted, you know what I'm saying? Right. So so about two hours later, I'm fucking hammered. I'm walking to the front door to go outside to get some fresh air. It's a house party. Uh, I don't know if you know where uh, North Loop was at in Austin, no? Yeah. Okay, yeah. by the way, by the way, that whole area, totally justified now and it breaks my heart. When I lived there in, in 08, 07, nothing but punk, punk rockers, anarchists, and metalheads stayed there. And now it's like 900 bucks a month for a one-bedroom. But yeah, anyway. it's like a hipsters now. Yeah. So I'm freaking walking out to the uh, to the outside, and I'll pass old girl in a bucket. All I see is the 20 that I put in there. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? Did you did you uh, empty out the bucket? She's like, nah, these cheap motherfuckers didn't want to put in for the cash and shit. I'm like, the fuck? Hold on. So I'm freaking, you know, got my drink and shit, pushing through the crowd and whatnot. There's a band in the kitchen with the stage area. I got the microphone. What the fuck is wrong with you white people? You mean to tell me that the one nigga in the crowd can put money in for the beer, but you white motherfuckers can't? Suck my thick, veiny dick. There's at least 100 people in the house right now. If y'all put in $2, that's $200. Stop being so goddamn cheap. Boom. And threw the mic down. And, like, everybody's like, what the fuck? Just... What? <laughs> Silence and just like cricket faces. So at about you know five ten seconds, this big FIFA full foam looking motherfucker comes up to me, well over six feet, well over three hundred pounds. Look at that type of motherfucker that was swinging on a cop, no issues. Big old white dude got the spider web tattoos and whatnot. I'm just like, all right, here we go. He's like, no, 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 hey, man, it's cool, baby. Put your hands down. Listen, 
My name is Big Larry. I don't know you and you don't and you don't know me, but I own this house. That was fucking awesome. You walk around my house anytime you want. He picks up the mic. Hey, you guys heard the nigger. Either pay up or get the fuck out my house. <laughs> Bruh. They fucking started chipping in. He made about a good 600 bucks. He gave me uh, uh, 150 bucks of that money just on general principle. And we spent the rest of the night, you know what I'm saying, drinking beers, listening to fucking uh, punk music. It was a good time. Like, we actually still talk to this day. Uh, I talked to him about about maybe a month and a half ago. He's still living in the same house, you know, doing his thing and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy times, dude. Well, yeah, and that's why I like, I mean, my wife's heard the story. I've actually told the story on the podcast. Like, when when I was growing up, I lived, when I was a kid, we lived in Dallas. We lived in government housing in Dallas, all right? On the side of the street that we lived on, it was all, like, it was all black people and Hispanics. And across the street, they were all skinheads. And they used to come over there. they pick on me more than they picked on anybody else because I was friends with all the blacks and Hispanics. Yeah. You know, so it was like, whatever. And, he, you know, you'd get like 15, 16-year-old skinheads rolling across the street, picking on me when I was like seven, eight years old, whatever. Me and my boys are, me and my buddies are outside skateboarding, and they see me hanging around with black guys and Hispanics. And they want to pick on me because, like, I'm a traitor to the race, you know, or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I don't know yeah, shit about traitor bullshit. My whole thing is this, your dog. Of of all the reasons you can hate somebody, you're gonna hate them for the one thing that they can't change their race. Like really? That's what and the fuck you doing? I've, I've made comments that it's. I mean, I've 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 put this out there on Facebook before. I'm like, man, nah, dude. I don't worry about what race you are. But if your eyes aren't blue, fuck you. If your if your hair is not blonde, go fuck yourself. You know, like, what the fuck are what the fuck are you talking about? You people are fucking retarded. Uh, I, 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 I would be honest with you. Like, I've actually caught some hate from some members of the black community because I don't go around screaming and fuck white people all the time. And I'm just like, dude, that's just not me. How the fuck could I hate every single white person when I ain't met all them motherfuckers? Right. Not even like, in America, I, I let wanna, alone I wanna, the world. What the fuck did you do? Yeah, you nasty. Anyway, I just hold on. I, hold on. I want to make sure that all all the brothers out there listening to my boy Q come up on my podcast, hang out. I've never identified as white. I like being interesting. You never identified as being white. Yeah, I've never identified as being white because I like being interesting. You just, you just bathed in a motherfucking, you motherfucking light skin or some shit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> it's, it, uh, it, it just boggles the mind. It's like, all you know about me is my race. Right. And that's all you need to know in your mind to know that I'm your enemy. Fuck you. Yeah, you fuck. nuts. Get the fuck out such a shallow point of view, man. It's so fucking Facts, man. I mean, that's how you pick a girlfriend. That ain't how you pick your boys, you know? Ha! 
You said it, not me. But I, but I agree with it. Listen, listen, listen. I was, uh, you know what? I, I can't really get into too many details about that. Let's just say I had a, a good time in Texas uh, last weekend and whatnot with somebody. And yeah, she wasn't black, but whatever. We had a good time. Right. And I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> you, had a good time. you didn't make a commitment. You ain't married. Shit. Correct. At the same time, she's not on Twitter that much, and I don't need her damn timeline getting flooded by all my all my crazy followers <laughs> and whatnot. You know, and I, I listen. Certain people I tell from the beginning, hey man, look, you follow me now. Welcome to the dark side, literally. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? Wow. All right, man. Well, you got any uh, you got any closing remarks for the audience? I'm going to shut down the recording. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I do have closing remarks. Go I say this it, all the time. It's like it's like my whole little niche. Um, do not let the politics and media and politicians run your life. No Don't doubt. do it. That's exactly what they want you to do. Don't give these hoes the satisfaction. Love yourself. Love your family, love your kids. It's like, how the hell you love your cousin before Trump got elected, and now that Trump got elected, all of a sudden your cousin is a neo-Nazi. Like, how the fuck does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Explain yeah. that shit, bro. It's like, you love them on Tuesday, but now it's Thursday, and you want them to drown in the lake of fire. Fuck out of here. They were your cousin before. They're your cousin now. Love the motherfuckers, man. Same goes for anybody else. Like, relax. This is, I mean, it's like, to quote The Wire from HBO, the game's the same. We just got more bears. That's it. It just got more motherfuckers. It's like, we used to shoot revolvers and black powder, and now we shooting the AKs and whatnot. The game's the same. It just got more fucking fierce. You know what I mean? And it's like, don't fucking fall into that trap, bro. You know? It's like, for this whole COVID thing, if you're stuck at home, I hope you've been using this time to your advantage to either learn a new skill, learn a new trade, because, let's be honest, some of these jobs aren't going to be here when, um, uh, when the COVID is finally lifted, which is why I keep saying, like, if you want to be a truck driver, holler at me or holler at my man's over here. You know what I'm saying? But just use this time to make how, you how did I, the how best they version of you. you how do they reach out to huh? you? How do they reach BBW out to you? BBW Thought Tickler. BBW Thought Tickler. At BBW Thought Tickler. Uh, that's, that's me on Twitter. I am not on any other social medias. I mean, quiet as kept. I am on Instagram, but I haven't posted in over five years, and it's literally one picture of me eating my girlfriend's ass at the time. That's it. Um, there is my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com, backslash Q Johnson76. If you're feeling frisky and risky, $9.99 a month, uh, you will get the premium content, which is basically me pleasing myself in a Lucha Libre wrestling mask, whatever. <laughs> um, with soft music in the background, you Is that know. That cultural appropriation, like I'm not sure. Um, 
I don't know if it's cultural, cultural appropriation, but it's definitely a good time, <laughs> you know. But it, it's just like, you know, we, we we have to stop giving these politicians power, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I said something in 2016 that rang true, and nobody can, can fucking debate me on this. I said whoever won, either Trump or Clinton, they're going to find out real fast, real hard, just how little power the president is supposed to have. Because for eight years, everybody was afraid to say no to the first black president. Okay, I get it. You don't want to be that guy. But now it's going to be a white person again. And again, you're going to find out real fucking quick just what you can and can't do. You know? And it's just like, stop, stop giving these motherfuckers the power. Okay, stop giving them the power. I, I've not voted since 2014. And I remember Barack Obama asked the question, are you better off now than you were eight years ago? Hell yeah, I'm better off now. And your punk ass answers, and you're sitting over there, dog. Thank you. It was me, my actions, personal responsibility, dog. It always comes back to goddamn personal responsibility. And I'm going to keep saying that shit, bro. Always come back to personal responsibility, for real. For real, man. For real. No, for, you're right. And, uh, you know, like, I actually, all right, so we were talking earlier about when, about, about the Trump signs and this, that, and the other. And I can tell you in 2016, I told, I told my wife in 2015, I was like, Trump's going to win. And I was like, it's not even because I support him. Because she was like, I thought you didn't support him. I was like, I don't. It has nothing to do with me. He's going to win. He's saying the right things. I'm driving around yes. the country. I'm driving around yep. the country. I see how yep. I, I saw what 10, 15 Trump signs for every Hillary sign I ever saw all over I, the damn place. Bruh, I I, I I never saw a Hillary Clinton billboard and all the bumper stickers I saw for her were all on foreign cars. You wanna, like you wanna, hear, something, you wanna hear something funny? You wanna hear something funny? I to to this day. In this area, at least, Louisiana and Texas, I see more Yang Gang bumper stickers than I do Biden Harris. Seriously? Real. In yes. Louisiana? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. I see more people for fucking Yang than I do for Biden or Harris. Hey, speaking of Louisiana, bro, have you, are you near, um, what's that damn town? Um, the um the Quincy, you ever heard of that town? Yeah, that's up close to where I'm from. That's up uh on the other side. Okay, well right off of like Highway Twelve, there's like a tiger truck stop over there that uh has a pretty decent restaurant in there, like they have a fucking shrimp burger. I know it's I know really where the, a, I know where the tiger I know where the tiger truck stop is. Yes yeah. sir. Yeah. Yes sir. Pretty I remember good one night. Burger hey, you, wanna liquor. you wanna hear some fucking funny shit? One well, night my, my wife we we're I don't remember what we were doing, but we were drunk and we're fucking I think we were on acid too. Don't quote nice. me on that. I think we were on acid. But but we were sitting there, and she started fucking obsessing about this tiger truck stop that she had heard about. And I was like, well, I've passed it, but I don't know anything about this place. They, she's like, they have a live tiger there, and they keep it in a cage. And that's cruel to that fucking tiger. She called them motherfuckers. 
She wanted to make sure the fucking tiger was being taken care of. She called them motherfuckers and kept them on the phone for like 45 minutes. But that tiger better be getting fed, right? About a week later, we found out that tiger died. She got mad. She wanted to drive up there and beat the ass. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes. It's not, it's, it's not that one because the, the one I went to did not have a tiger truck stop on it. I mean, I did not have a live tiger. But, oh, okay. but, but I, I didn't really want you talking about. I've been meaning to stop there because I, I got a, um, a I friend think of they mine. I a camel now and not a tiger. Right on. Like I said, I, I, I've only passed by it, but I've got a friend who lives in um, Bro Bridge. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah, Bro Bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, that's believe near, it or not, Bro Bridge? That's near Lafayette. Yeah. Bro Bridge has the highest concentration of Cajuns anywhere in the world. Oh, you can't understand them motherfuckers. You should have seen the first time I ever brought a South African to New Orleans. Uh, you get them little Creole girls talking to her. She's like, what the fuck did that bitch Jay say? That wasn't English. <laughs> you know, you, you, get, know you, get, you get them little yellow-skinned girls with the with yeah. the green eyes. And real pretty girls. Yellow bone, man. Beautiful. Hey, man, listen, listen. I have never messed with a Louisiana woman. You probably don't want probably to. And I probably never would mess with a Louisiana <laughs> woman. Here's why. I got a buddy of mine who at the time, this was summer 2000, right? Yes. He uh, he was messing with this chick in Lake Charles and everything. Got her oh, pregnant. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Got her pregnant and everything like that. They get in their argument and everything. And uh, she's like, Motherfucker, I'm coming out there right now. I know you're at Q's house. I know where you stay at because my friend followed your ass one time. I'm coming out there. Click. And Lake Charles to uh, Houston is, what, about four hours maybe? It's about three hours. Three hours? Yeah. Yeah. She made it in two hours and 27 minutes. Okay? <laughs> she comes beating on my fucking door. Like, I know that motherfucker's in there. Open the fucking door. I had to hide my man in the closet. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I come open the door. She fucking kicks the door open. Where he at, goddammit? I know that motherfucker in there. I'm going to kill him and kill you. I'm like, hey, yo, yo, he not here. Chill, chill, chill. Well, I'm going to wait. And Lily sits down on the couch and, like, crosses her arms and shit. I'm like, what? Are you pouting? Like, what the fuck? But the only way I got her out of that crib, I was like, look, look, he ain't here. He ain't coming. But I've got some hookers coming, and I paid a lot of money for these women. So unless you plan to join in, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? And she looked at me like, you nasty. <laughs> Fucking spit on my floor and walked off. I'm like, so she left, and, and, and we, we made it. We waited about five, ten minutes to make sure she was really gone. He come on, I'm just like, bro. How do you find these women? He's like, man, fucking Louisiana girls. I'm like, I will never, ever date a woman from Louisiana. Look, look, Jesus check it Christ. out. Check it out. Check it out. My mom, my mom's not only a coon ass, she's also a redhead. 
<laughs> Bruh, I beat the shit out of somebody first time I heard that damn term. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that coon ass meant somebody from Louisiana. That's I didn't a, know. That's a term of endearment where I come from. <laughs> I didn't know, bro. I didn't know. This was this was '97. Oh, I remember I, I was sitting there with the homies, and I told one of them, "I was like, yeah, man, I'm going down to Baton Rouge to see one of my peoples." Like, oh, you gonna see the cool ass? Huh? The fuck you say, motherfucker? And just fucking beat his ass, dude. He's like, no, nah, man, cool ass. He's like, you know, you've only we I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead, man. Free shot, man. My bad, my bad. And like, he fucking hit me a couple times, but not. I deserved it because I didn't know. But yeah, freaking coon asses are awesome. I love them. Yeah, no. My, what I was saying is my mom's not only a coon ass, she's a red-headed coon ass. So, yeah, yeah, Puerto Rican bitch ain't got shit on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Puerto Rican woman is another one. I'm just like, hey, so <laughs> you don't even want we'll, we'll be friends, you know, but that's all we're going to be is friends, motherfucker. And even then, probably not even tight friends because, yeah, I, I, I've, I, I've learned about, you know, messing with them Latin women or women south of the equator, just like, mm mm. I got a, I, I got a friend right now, I ain't going to say his name. He's walking around to this day with a fucking tic-tac-toe on his face because he pissed off the wrong woman from El Salvador. Pissed off the wrong woman. He was fucking cheating on her. Which, okay, he was cheating on her, but damn, you, you got to cut his face up. <laughs> she fucking <laughs> made him some food, but put sleeping pills in my man's shit, right? Knocked him the fuck <laughs> out. So as soon as he got fucking knocked out, she brought out the box cutter. Bam, 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 oh, bam, bam. Fuck. Dog, she literally cut a fucking tic-tac-toe board I... on his face. Damn. Yeah, and like deep enough to where it left scars and shit, bro. Oh. I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 that nope, shit nope, ain't nope. For me, man. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and um, she did some time for it, unrepentant as fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I remember her talking about, yeah, I did it. Do it again, too. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> All right, man. You ready to shut down the recording? Shut down the recording, man. Again, I appreciate you having me on. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you. I'm humbled and honored and whatnot. You be good and safe out there. And uh, where are you at again? Are right you now, man. Yeah, I'm in Louisiana. Yeah. Lucky bastard. Um, yeah, good times. I'm up here in Ripon. Let me see if I could, um, can I Can I flip this around and see and show you what the hell is going on? I don't think I can flip the camera around. Uh, actually, let me just do this here. You see all that brown shit in the air? Yeah. Yeah, that's because of them fucking wildfires that me and you talked about for that gender reveal party and everything. Aye. Smoggy as fuck, bro. Yeah. Smoggy as fuck. 
right, man. Thank you. But thank you for having me on and whatnot, you know what I mean? Yeah, give me one second, man. I'll, I'll shut this off and we'll chat for a minute. All right, bro. All right. Well, that was Quincy Johnson, and I'm Tommy Salmons. Late. Late.